Hello, this is Andy of Andy's Personal Development, and we are live on the Podbean Network. This is the Love Bits A channel, and tonight we're going to do an episode that is entitled Three Steps to Self-Fulfillment and Happiness. Three Steps to Self-Fulfillment and Happiness. I got to remind you that that is one of my ebooks that is now available on Amazon. If you visit Amazon, uh, you go to the ebook section or to the section that houses what you call uh, the Kindle books. You will find three steps to self fulfillment and happiness. So, welcome, welcome to this episode as we continue on this wonderful podcast and this personal development we desire to bring the necessary information and the tools so that people can develop themselves grow become better individuals we're talking about self-development personal growth and contain themselves in a manner in which they have a desire to achieve the best possible life they can live and we are talking about health wealth and prosperity but also to be happy yeah also to be happy so welcome the book that i'm referring to this ebook has three steps to self-fulfillment the first step is approve of yourself so much that nobody's non-approval of you matters approve of the people who disapprove of you the most <laughs> and we will go into the final step a little later on. But first of all, I want to welcome you to our podcast at this time. And thank you very much for your commitment and your support as we delve into the important aspects of self-fulfillment and happiness. I have never met an individual in my life who does not have a desire to be happy and if there's anyone out there who is like that then that's a very sad position or sad condition to be in nevertheless what I have found is that people are willing to do almost anything within their power and even sometimes beyond their capabilities to achieve and to accomplish happiness it is not a fleeting virtue that sometimes we can't lay our hands on happiness. There are many things that we can experience in life at some point or some stage in our lives that could be indelibly impacting upon our lives in such a way that sometimes it can become difficult and challenging to achieve that emotion of happiness. But what we want to look at is that all the possibilities that exist, we have the opportunity among ourselves as individuals, as human beings, to do whatever we can within our capabilities to overcome the negatives and to allow the positive things in our lives to influence us in a manner in which we can achieve and we can accomplish true happiness. 
One of the things that we have to look at, though, is the way we put our lives together on a daily basis. From the moment we wake up and we recognize that there's a new day ahead of us, what are some of the things that we do that sets the stage, that sets the foundation for what we desire to happen with regards to how we feel for the rest of the day? That is extremely important. And so one of the things we have to work on is the thought that flows into our minds the moment we realize that the day is dawn, the sun is up, and we're alive once again. Now, I'm a man of the cloth. I'm a man of faith. So the first thing I do, obviously, is that I thank God. I just give him thanks just for being alive, just for having another day, just for having another opportunity to live, to move, to have being. Because I know it's because of his favor and his mercy that I exist in the first place. I don't know about you, but what I'm saying is that that basically sets my foundation for the rest of the day. And then I get into the habit of praying, just reaching out. This is not about religion. This is not about doctrine. This is about building up the necessary habits that would train and exercise your mind to fulfill the reality of a commitment that you are going to make to ensure that when you get up in the morning, you do the necessary things to set yourself up for a better day. Yesterday is gone. It's the past. Today is the present. In this moment that you are living right now is what matters the most. Because the present is a gift, one that you need to take care of. So you are looking for two things. Self-fulfillment and happiness. And it is important that you understand that when you go out into the world and you meet people and you begin to react and interact and respond socially, something that they say or some things that they do in the atmosphere that you are with them is going to somehow have an effect on you. However, if you have done your homework, if you have done the needful, if you have done the necessary, and you have taken time out to set yourself up, to insulate yourself against anything that is going to come at your way, negative or otherwise, you would have been at least at some point in time prepared for what's ahead of you. So it is important that you understand the way you start your day off when you wake up in the morning is extremely important. Here's the thing that you don't need. <laughs> you don't need to think about all the negative things that happened to you yesterday. Forget yesterday. It's dead. It's gone. It's history. It cannot be changed. It cannot be renewed. It will not come around again. Tell yourself that yesterday does not even exist. Yeah? Because it is just a fleeting memory. Nothing else but a memory. You have to decide how you are going to put together your foundation. I told you what mine is. And so after I give thanks and I pray and I set myself up for that intimacy between me and the Creator, 
Then I think about what my day is going to be like, and I begin to write. Because I'm saying to myself, I am the one who has the authority to be in control of my life today. I am going to decide what I am going to do, and I'm going to take the opportunity to ensure that my time in this day is going to be valuable and rewarding to me. See, nobody else is going to take up that responsibility for you. Every other person is seeking to take up that responsibility for themselves. So you cannot rely on someone else to do that for you. Not your spouse, not your boss, not your best friend, not your schoolmate, not your teammate. That responsibility, that personal responsibility for your happiness and for your self-fulfillment starts and ends with you. But here's where the challenge comes in. If you work in an environment where somebody is always pointing a finger at you, where somebody is always criticizing you negatively, and for a certain period of time you've been listening to that over and over and over again, at some point in time, it is going to sink in your subconscious. And it would be like a trigger moment. That the moment the person begins to speak, and sometimes even before they speak, just the mere fact that you're going to be in their presence or that they are coming your way, that thing in the subconscious is triggered. And your response is one to either run or protect yourself. That is not a good way to live. That is not a way to exist. If you continue to do that, you will be robbing yourself of the opportunity to have self-fulfillment and happiness. Because what you are doing is you are giving that individual the power that you are supposed to have over your emotions. You can't do that. I was looking at a, a, a film recently, a movie called Hypnotic. And in this, in this movie, the villain, he's this hypnotist, extremely talented, good-looking guy, wealthy and so on. But he had a problem. He was also psychotic. And so he had lost his wife, and she was extremely beautiful, and it hurt him so much that he was at the point of no return with regards to salvaging himself on the inside. His soul was so beaten up and hurting that all he wanted to do was get back at somebody, hurt somebody else. And unfortunately, he used the cover of his profession to do that. And so he would get these beautiful women to come in and to trust him, and he would put them under a series of hypnosis. But he would put a trigger point in there so that at some point in time when he, he feels like it's time to get rid of them, he would call them on the phone or he would visit them. And he would institute this trigger. This particular trigger that he instituted was a patient who uh, suffered from claustrophobia. You know, she, she didn't like to be in, in closed places like elevator, uh, a room that had no air and stuff, and maybe even travel on a plane. I don't know. But she was in this elevator, and, and he called her. 
And when she picked up the phone, she didn't realize it was him. She thought it was going to be somebody else, a police detective maybe that, you know, she was trying to get to help her. And he triggered that thing that he had planted in her subconscious under the guise of hypnosis. And when he said that word and that trigger went out, she suddenly began to feel as though the walls of the elevator were closing in on her because she suffered from claustrophobia. Unfortunately, she died as a result of a heart attack. The walls of the elevator were not moving, but because he had planted something in her subconscious and had used that trigger moment, knowing that she suffered from claustrophobia, he got her to believe in her imagination from the subconscious trigger that the walls of the elevator were closing in and she panicked, tried to get out and couldn't get out. That was extremely sad. But the point I'm making is this, is that people's words can be so powerful if we allow it to affect us in such a manner. Because if you continue to listen to that person criticizing you, admonishing you, every single day, just imagine all the negative stuff that is coming your way every day. They are not giving you an opportunity to even explain yourself. There are things that you may be struggling with and you need someone to empathize with you. But this person is devoid of those kind of virtues. And so they are constantly criticizing you, pulling you down, pointing the finger at you. And all these negative connotations are coming your way. And you are listening to them because you may be in a position that is junior to that person. And over time, that is going to stick and stay in your subconscious. And the moment that person opens their mouth or appears or you know they're going to be around, that feeling is going to come to you and it's going to rob you of your joy and your happiness. You cannot afford for that to happen. So you may be asking, what are some of the ways in which I can deal with something like that? Well, I want to give you at least three. And the first thing that you need to do is you need to find a way to create a better level of self-esteem for yourself. I need to repeat that. The first thing that you need to do is to find a way to create a better level of self-esteem for yourself. You must come to the point to realize and to recognize and to embrace a thought that says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Even if you have to write that down and stick it on your bedhead, stick it on your dashboard, stick it on your computer, stick it on the kitchen counter, stick it on the refrigerator, wherever you know you're going to be, these words are supposed to give you in your subconscious the opportunity to prepare yourself mentally to believe that you are better than anyone says you are about yourself. And so I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Write that down. 
rehearse it, repeat it over and over and over again. Secondly, here's another trigger that you need to put in your subconscious. You can also write this down, but I prefer that you say it. Whenever that feeling hits you, whenever that feeling comes to you, whenever that feeling bothers you, it is because of something that's taken place in your mind. I want you to remember that. Thoughts are responsible for our feelings. They do not come from anywhere. It's triggered first in our minds, and then it is transferred to the rest of our body. So, here's the thing. You need to tell yourself, you need to repeat to yourself, I am so excited right now. You can write that down if you want to, but I prefer that you remember it as a chant. I am so excited right now. I am so excited right now. In addition to that, you need to do a simple breathing exercise. See, what happens is that the more oxygen that you take into your system and it flows up into your brain is the more energized you're going to feel. And if you feel energized and you continue repeating that to yourself, eventually your feelings are going to change. Remember, I told you your mind controls what you feel. So here's the thing. It's a simple yoga exercise. You don't have to believe in yoga. You don't have to support the tenets of yoga. You take in a breath, like that, and you hold it for four seconds. One, two, three, four. And then you release it. But you release it by counting eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then you exhale. And you can take in another deep breath again and hold. Do that for about three times. But remember, when you're doing that, you need to find yourself in a quiet place. I saw a movie once where a woman had a closet that she called a war room. And I may have spoken about this in the past, maybe in another episode of my podcast. But every time she was bothered about something, every time she was concerned about something and she felt that she wasn't having control and she needed to get control and it was like a problem, a challenge for her, something that may seem to be insurmountable and she could not deal with it at the time, she would find herself in the war room and she would go and pray and seek answer and answers for the challenges. You need to find a quiet place where you can go to. It doesn't matter where it is, as long as it is quiet and you cannot be disturbed. And you need to tell yourself in this moment that I am in right now, what matters is my self-fulfillment and my happiness. That must become a priority for you. Do not neglect it. Do not allow yourself to be suddenly distracted by so much that is happening around you that you can't focus in the moment for the things that are necessary and vital for you to get the strength, the fortitude to continue 
to do what is necessary for your peace of mind. I'm going to take it a step further because we are talking here about self-fulfillment and happiness. We are talking about self-development and growth. We are talking about appreciation for oneself. We are talking about taking those A-listing affirmatives and writing it down and putting it in strategic places where you can remember it. Put it on your phone. Put it on your iPod. There's a more important use for your phone than going on social media and mining somebody's business or somebody mining your business. What about you using that phone, that device? to take care of yourself. So put a trigger with an alarm on the phone and put your voice on it saying, I am fearfully and wonderfully made and I am so excited right now. And remember to do the deep breathing exercise. I said I'm going to take it a step further. Now, this one is going to be a bit challenging, but I want you to understand that it is also something that you can do. And it is also something that has proven over a, a certain period of time to be pretty effective. We have done it in case studies. We have done it with some of our clients and those that come to us to seek advice and to seek coaching and to seek uh, personal development and growth and stuff. And I, I just, I just want to share it with you at this moment. If someone constantly criticizes you, if someone is constantly in your face, they're always giving you a hard time. But at some point in time, you simply ignore them. <laughs> I know you're telling yourself, well, that song's easy. That song's simple. But then, if they're up in your face all the time, how are you going to ignore them? And so here's the thing. What you need to do is to hold on to some pleasant thoughts and some pleasant memories that you have of yourself. Because in the moment that they are speaking and criticizing you and pointing out faults that they think you might have, because they don't know how to appreciate you as an individual, it may be that it is so deafening, so effective, so negative, so influential, that you may find it hard to ignore. But remember, it's not so much about you, it's about them. They are the one that has the problem with you. You may not be the problem yourself. And there's two reasons for that. One, there are people that are hurting so much. They have so much baggage that they are toting around on the inside of them that they are always looking to lay that baggage on someone else. And usually it's someone who is a subordinate to them or someone who they have the managerial duties over or maybe a student that a certain teacher who has a hard time dealing with themselves may pick out as someone that they would lay their hurt on because they cannot bear that burden of carrying the hurt all by themselves. I have seen it before. It happens. And then there's the other aspect. 
there are some people that would look at you and they would see so many wonderful and good things in you that they don't have for themselves. And so they are saying to themselves, why should he or she have those qualities? Why should he or she be so calm, so cool, so collective? Why should he or she be the one that everybody turns to for information? Why should he or she be the go-to person in this department? That's supposed to be me. And so in a fit of jealous rage, they would strike out at you because they yearn for the attention that people would share in your direction rather than towards them. Hurting people only hurt other people. And that's a sad place to be, but it's a reality. Some people are carrying around hurts for many years in their lives, and they have never had closure. And at some time, because they see you looking cool, calm, and collective, as though you don't have a worry in the world, they are trying to figure out how you can carry yourself like that. And so, as much as they are disturbed, they want to see you disturbed as well. So when someone sends a criticism your way, it is not necessarily the truth. Yeah, in retrospect, after you could look and see if maybe you may have done or said something that was wrong, but that does not mean that you are a bad person or an evil person or that you are a failure. We all have times when we would fall short of people's expectations, but that does not mean that we are not good. That does not mean that we are invaluable. That does not give them the authority and the opportunity to downbase us. Because nobody is perfect. We're all going to have our up days, our down days, and our not-so-good days. But at the end of the day, everybody is okay. I am okay, and you are okay. What we need to do is help each other to get to a place where we can recognize through the process of empathy that if I put myself in somebody else's place, in somebody else's position, and just try for a moment to understand why they are the way they are, maybe, just maybe, I can communicate better. Because I understand from the way that I have placed myself in their position that it's possible they may be struggling with something and need my help. But some people don't see it like that. They look at you and they think, You need to find yourself bringing thoughts to your mind, memories that are warm, enticing, endearing, loving, caring, kind. Just pack them in your subconscious and keep them there and trigger them as a counter in the right moment. You have to ignore that individual. Here's another technique. And this one might be even more dicey, but just pay attention to what I'm going to say here now. When you ignore someone, you leave it open for questions to come into their mind 
as to why they are not getting through to you in a manner in which they thought they could. As a matter of fact, if you become agreeable with a criticism that is leveled against you, it usually takes someone off guard and it surprises them. A fellow coach of mine was saying that he has this daughter who is 18 years of age and she is an athlete. And so she gets up early in the morning, sometimes 4, 4.30, and she goes out there and she does a routine, she does her stuff because she's preparing herself for competition. You know how these things are. You got to go through the process. You got to prepare. No pain, no gain, right? But he says one day she came to him and, and she told him, you know, dad, there's someone on the team that apparently doesn't like me at all. <laughs> and he said, well, what do you mean by that? She says, it seems as though there is nothing that I can do that this person would give me credit for. Every time I try to do something, every time I make an effort, they try to bring me down and they say things to me that are so negative. They're always criticizing me and they call me names that I know I'm not, but I'm beginning to wonder, maybe there is something about me that I don't see that they see. And he told her, listen, hold up, wait a minute. You can't afford to think like that. But I want you to do something. The next time this person approaches you and calls you a derogative name, agree with them. She said, what? He said, listen, follow my lead. You're my daughter. I love you. But I'm talking to you now as a professional, as a coach. Whatever they say to you that is negative, agree with them. Say things like, yeah, I agree with you, so what? Say things like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but now what? And when you do that, you tell me what the reaction of the person is going to be like. So she tried it. She went out there. The person came knocking on her door, harassing her, calling her these names. And she agreed and she said, yeah. I agree. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. Whatever you want to call me, go ahead. I ain't got no problem with it. But so what? And she was shocked at the response of the person because it was like she had slapped them across the face suddenly and they were in a state of, <gasps> really? What the hell is going on here? And so over time, she realized that the criticisms began to slow down, slow down. And eventually, the person reached out to her and said to her one day, why did you agree with me when I criticized you? And she told the person of her experience. And then the person began to confess to her about the hurt that she had experienced from a step-parent when she was growing up. And she never recovered from it. She never got over it. And so she found herself mentally trapped in a place where there was obviously no form of release. And the only thing that she could have done was to reach out and strike out at somebody who she thought had it all together. 
I don't know what your experience is like. I don't know what your challenges are, what you may be going through with people criticizing you and saying all kinds of negative things about you and pointing the finger at you and blaming you for things that you may not have even been around for. Sometimes there's always somebody to use as a scapegoat. But I can tell you this. If you take the right approach and follow the advice that you've been given on this episode tonight, tools that you probably thought you did not have, things can become better in your life. Always plan to have a wonderful day. Start your day off with a foundation that says today is going to be better than the day before. Don't you dare leave home without it. Chain yourself up, if I can use a term loosely, just to believe that everything is going to work out your way, that the universe is going to be in tune with your vibes because you're going to put positive vibes out there. And you're going to release all the endorphins, all the dopamines, all the oxytoxins, all those positive vibes those positive things that can make you feel so much better about yourself but you have to create those opportunities for yourself what we can do is give you the tools give you the advice show you techniques but you got to put the work in for yourself you got to value yourself people's opinion of you is not truth it is just an opinion the opinion that matters the most to you is the one that you have of yourself. Protect your self-esteem because it is precious, it is vital, it is valuable, it is invaluable to you. You cannot put a price on it. You cannot place a value on it. And no one has the right to take it away from you and you don't have the right to give it or share it with anyone else. It belongs to you. You need to keep your equilibrium level because that is the point where you begin to make decisions about yourself and about the well-being of others. And so as you start your day, you look at those positive affirmations. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Don't you forget it. I feel so excited right now. Write it down as I say before. Stick it all over the place. Then begin to approach every situation in a manner in which you can find yourself a place that you know that you can go to where you can be all by yourself and you can even put it on your phone, your device. Put a ringtone that's different. Put an alarm to it. But let it be a trigger that would trigger you into thinking positive and to feeling better and uplifting about yourself, negating all the other negative things that come your way that don't matter, that don't make a difference in your life, that don't add value to your life as an individual. You need to protect yourself mentally and emotionally. So you need to do that so that you can have a better desire for self-fulfillment and happiness. 
which every one of us deserves. It's our God-given right, and you deserve it. Create positive and endearing memories for yourself that you can go to at any given point in time. Just make sure you have them there so that when that negative feeling comes, because of the triggers, because of the negative influences that may come your way and goes to your mind now and then tries to transform itself to the rest of your body, bring up those positive, endearing, embracing, warm, loving, kind memories. Bring them to the fore and counter counteract those negative triggers. Put positive triggers into your subconscious mind. Do it every day. Listen to wonderful and beautiful things and good uplifting music. Agree with your criticizer. Understand that people are going through stuff every single day just like you. People are people everywhere you go. The appearance on the outside might seem like they have it all together, but inside, it may be different. And I want you to understand this. I'm going to give you an illustration. We call it the duck syndrome. <laughs> I may have spoken about this before in one of our previous podcast episodes. But with the duck syndrome, what happens is that you will see a duck or a swan on a lake. And you would only see from the breast up all the way up to the neck and to the head, and they're above the water, and they're poised and sitting with their whole upper body erect, and everything looks cool and calm, and you can hardly see a ripple on the surface. But if you take a look under, you would realize that the duck or the swan, take your pick, they are furiously paddling those legs to keep them afloat, and to go in whatever direction they need to go. So while everything appears to be calm and serene and sedate above, below is a struggle. And some people are like that. If you find yourself in that position, it's not the end of the world. If you find yourself in that position, that position can change. That is not a permanent position. But it all depends on how you decide to now retrain your mind by the process of elastoplasticity to bring yourself to the point where you are telling yourself from a mental perspective, what I put in my mind now is going to give me the necessary tools, the strength, the ability, the desire, the trust, the affirmation to believe that I am here because I have a purpose. I have an entitlement, and the life that I live has meaning. And whether or not today was a good day or a bad day or an indifferent day, it does not make sense. It does not make any difference. I am going to look forward to a better day tomorrow. You have to endear yourself with that positive affirmation every time. No matter who says it about you, no matter the authority that they have, the position that they have, the things that they have in this life, those things don't matter. What matters to you is your thought, your estimate of yourself. So, 
What do you think of yourself? How do you estimate yourself? How do you evaluate yourself? <laughs> but listen, this life was meant for you to live as a champion, as an individual who believes that you're a masterpiece because you were created by the master, that you were given gifts and talents that are unique to you and you alone, that nobody else has what you have. You have to believe that. You have to tell yourself that. And that is truth. It is not fiction. It is not pulp fiction. It's reality. You are the unique individual that God has created for a particular purpose. Find that purpose. Find that reality. Hold on to it. Believe it. Embrace it. Be convicted by it. And let it be the thing that takes you to the next place that you need to go in this life. Because at the end of the day, it's about you your belief, your esteem of yourself, to your self-fulfillment and your happiness. That is what matters the most. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Yeah, my friends, as we wrap up this episode, I'm doing a narrative on one of my ebooks that I recently launched or published on Amazon in the ebook uh, Kindle section. And it is called Three Steps to Self Fulfillment and Happiness by Andy Charles of Andy's Personal Development. So you can check it out. It's just $2.99 US. You can get your copy. You can download a copy for your friend. Take your time and go through the three steps and see if you can do some implementation for yourself. It is a powerful, powerful tool that can give you guidelines. And what I have shared with you this evening or whatever part of the world you are, whatever time frame you are in, is extremely important for self-development, self-growth, and the opportunity for inspiration that leads towards transformation. I've always said it. The change that you desire to see in your life is your responsibility. It's not anybody else's responsibility. You need to embrace that. Even if it becomes a burden, that's all right. Think about the benefit, not the process. Think about the end game, not what you have to go through. There are things in life that sometimes may be very overwhelming and challenging, but at the end of the day, you have shoulders for a reason. <laughs> you have shoulders for a reason. And remember, your esteem of yourself is what matters the most. If you begin to accept you for who you are, if you begin to love you and appreciate you for who you are, if you begin to value you, as a precious commodity 
that has a rightful place on this earth that exists not just to exist but exists to live to make an enduring contribution in the lives of many if you can take that as the foundation upon which you start your day every single day and put a plan in place write it down just have the desire just have the discipline to write it down write what you want your day to be like properly separate that which you must do from that which you need to do and always reward yourself for progress that you have made every single time you've made progress every time you recognize you've grown one percent more that's just 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 one step just one step every single day just one step closer to that goal reward yourself share it with a friend share it with your spouse share it with someone who you trust and who trusts you and loves you and appreciate you just for who you are share it with somebody and share that good feeling vibes with them you know at the end of the day we all need somebody at some point in time to lean on but most of us we sometimes we are ashamed or we feel guilty to tell people how we really feel don't go around hurting and feeling bad about things in your life and not tell somebody about it you could be doing more harm to yourself than good you need to understand that you got to be trusting somebody you need to take that responsibility for yourself to seek professional advice if you need it just do something about it you know martin luther king jr said something in a graduation speech and i've repeated this but i'm going to say it again it is so powerful he said do something if you can soar keep on soaring if you can't soar fly if you can't fly run if you can't run walk if you can't walk crawl but do something because doing something is better than doing nothing so don't consider yourself as a victim consider yourself as an individual who has a role to play that is specific and is part of your destiny but what you need to do is define who you are and then take up the mantle of responsibility for building on that and making you a better individual every single day of your life you have control over that do not give that control to anybody else so this is andy of andy's personal development saying have a wonderful life take care of yourself remember the podcast it's on podbean the podbean network we are also on apple spotify google itunes deezer we are out there you can visit our website at www.andyspersonaldevelopment.com we are also on wordpress it's the same motto you can follow it visit amazon check out my authors page or go through uh, the ebook section or the Kindle section and look for three steps to self fulfillment and happiness. 
I wish you Godspeed, God bless, and thank you so much for being with me on this podcast. Bye for now. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay blessed. See you.